you're listening to Crud Talk, a ministry of Fifty Shades of Grace. Everybody's got a story. I'm guessing like me, you've been hurt before. But what if I told you there was more to this life than being stuck in the hurt and sin of your past? Hey, we all have crud, but it's how we deal with it that makes all the difference. Today's episode is brought to you by a generous sponsor just like you. We thank you for your gift, which allows us to share hope and continue to help people deal with the crud in their lives. So thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Crud Talk. I'm Sonia Bruner. How are you doing? It is hotter than snot. Wait, (laughs) why do people say that? Do we know if snot is hot? (laughs) I don't really know, but it is stinking hot. I think a lot of the country is feeling that right now. So wherever you are, I pray that you are cool. I am super thankful for air conditioning. I praise the Lord for air conditioning. So we're going to jump right in tonight. Dear Sonia, I watched your video and I haven't been able to catch my breath ever since. I grew up in a home where it was only me and my mom and we didn't have a lot. She loved me the best she could, I guess, but she made stupid choices. She was addicted to men and seemed to have a revolving door on those kinds of relationships. One boyfriend in particular was extra mean and he hurt me. He drank too much and he'd hit with anything he could get his hands on. I wasn't his kid and he hated me. If my mom tried to step in, he'd hit her. I felt rage. I felt powerless. I felt weak. I hated my mom for staying with him and allowing him to hurt me and for not doing anything about it. She chose him over me. I hated her for it. All I wanted to do was run away. I was obsessed with getting out of there and I thought about it every day. Finally, I ran away when I was 15 and I ended up on the streets. It was rough. It made me rough. I have to tell you, I did things that I'm not proud of. I saw things that should have got me killed. When I was old enough, I joined the military. I struggled because I couldn't trust people. I felt angry all the time. I especially hated to feel weak or look weak in front of other people. If anyone made fun of me or challenged me, I used my fists. I liked to hit. I was known for my temper. I hurt people who made me mad. It sounds weird, but I like to be hit too. It made me feel justified in the beatdowns I gave everybody else. He talks about how one night he stumbled into a group of men beating somebody up, and he said something happened when he saw this guy beaten and bloody and not able to defend himself. He says he felt paralyzed to do anything. Even though he was prone to fight and obviously probably a good fighter, all he could see was that man from his past that had hurt him all the time, and he ran from the scene. He left that guy to be beaten up and ran. He says here, the shame I felt for running wrecked me good. That was the loneliest time in my life. I had no one. People were afraid of me because I was angry all the time. If I did have a relationship, I couldn't date a girl more than a couple months because she always wanted more. And then it seemed like things got hard. So we'd fight all the time and I didn't want to mess with it. I didn't care about her feelings or my own. So I'd run. Every time somebody tried to get close to me, I'd run. I didn't want to feel anything for anyone, not women, not friends, no one. This guy I work with told me to watch your story. He said that you were a ballsy lady and you helped him. So (laughs) I got to jump in here. 
and say this. You might remember my Marine friend, Alex. I've written about him. I've talked about him. You've probably seen him. Sometimes he posts on things when people are being mean to me. He kind of takes up an offense for me. He's real sweet. Alex was hurt by his coach and sexually abused as a teen. Um, a coach from his school um, hurt him real bad. And because of that, he had anger issues. Alex, too, also joined the Marines and accidentally found my story. Okay, you, you guys can't see my hands doing the quotation marks. I'm a dork. So he accidentally found my story and ended up writing to me. Alex had major crud that he never admitted out loud, let alone dealt with, and was struggling with the shame of his past. He felt dirty. He had met a girl and because of his abuse, believed he wouldn't have anything to offer this girl that he loves. Alex heard my story and ended up telling me his whole story. And we wrote back and forth. He asked questions. I shared the gospel and Alex got saved. And then Alex shared the gospel with two of his Marine buddies and they got saved. And now they help young men coming out of incarceration who are struggling and maybe angry and teach them carpentry skills to help them earn a living so they don't end up back on the streets. And then they have Bible studies and they share Jesus with these guys. Oh, and he did begin a relationship with that girl. They went to church. He got counseling. The Lord did an amazing healing in Alex. And now they're married and they have two kids. <laughs> okay, are you ready for this? Alex is the guy that this person who's writing to me works with and was the one that said, go watch this girl's story. That was Alex who helps guys who are struggling like he did. Is that cool or what? Okay, here's why. It's just a beautiful picture of what God can do. When you and I are faithful to share our stories with others, it's beautiful. Okay, <laughs> back to the, I just love that. Back to the original story. So he says, I have to say it was hard to listen to what happened to you and even harder to see you cry. He's watching a video, remember that. It tore me up when I could see your tears. I also need to say this. I'm sorry for what they did to you. You are a brave lady. I watched it several times and each time I kept hearing you say how it's up to me to decide what kind of life I wanna have. And you didn't make excuses. You didn't blame anyone else like I was doing, but you owned your life, you owned your decisions and you told it like it is. I guess your strength is what got me. Strength to keep going when you could have gave up and ran. Sonia, I knew that God was talking to me. I've been running for a long time. In fact, you even said that very statement. Some of you have been running for a very long time. I swear it was like you were talking right to me. I've been blaming everyone, my mom, her boyfriend, the world for my hurt and holding on to my hate. Your story, it broke me. I needed to forgive and be forgiven. I was tired and I needed to stop running. And I wanted to tell you, I prayed that God would forgive me and asked him to take away my anger and change my life. And I believe he did. What? Is that awesome or what? Go Jesus. We're talking about runners. I know some of you are hearing this and you can totally relate to what this guy is saying. I've always wanted to be a runner. <laughs> no matter how hard I tried, I just was never fast enough. I'm in awe. <laughs> I'm in awe of people that run. I have this friend, she never ran before. She was active, but she never ran at like as exercise. But one day she just decided, I'm gonna do this. She started small. And slowly but surely, she started being able to run longer and longer. She didn't tackle the big distance until she was ready. 
but she got herself ready to run long distance and was running like five miles, I think five miles, maybe more with decent times in like only like four to five months it took her to get to that level. It's so motivational. So running can be good, good exercise, running away from danger, running away from evil or sin. All that kind of running is really good, but running from God or crud is never good. So my husband, Rick, you know, he's a pastor, was preaching one time on Jonah and the fish. And this is kind of the gist of what we learned. Jonah was a runner. God told Jonah to go to Nineveh. God had a plan for Nineveh and for Jonah. That's why he told him, he told Jonah, go there. Remember, God doesn't play games with our lives. When he says to do something, it is for our good. I know that there are many of us that find it hard to trust God because we've been hurt by people here that should have known better, but didn't do better. But that's not who Jesus is ever. When he says go, you go or you face the consequences. Because any time we don't do what God says, it's never good for us. Jonah ran from God. He got up and went the opposite direction as God said to go. He got on a boat to try to get away from God. <laughs> Y'all, this little kid was sitting next to me one time. He says, that guy was a dummy to try to run away from God on a boat. I mean, where could he go? Nobody can get away from God. And I thought, how brilliant, right? out of the mouth of a seven-year-old. How dumb are we when we try to run away from God? I mean, where can we go? Nobody can get away from God. Yet we give our best effort to run from God. God did what he knew would get Jonah's attention. Jonah's on the boat, right? He's on this boat and he thinks he's running away from God. He's getting away with it. He's running away from God, sailing on this boat. And God sent a big storm to the ocean, on the ocean, to stop Jonah from doing what he was doing. Listen, God will do whatever he has to to get our attention. Jonah ignored God. While the storm was raging and the sailors were scared out of their minds, Jonah was asleep. The chaos was all around them, but Jonah ignored it all. Jonah was in denial. How many times do we ignore God? We know that he's trying to tell us to go or to start doing something or to stop doing something and we ignore him. Denial is a lie that we tell ourselves and live out by choice. Ooh, that's good, y'all. Denial is a lie that we tell ourselves and live out by choice. When I work with people, the first thing I tell them that they have to do to deal with their crud is to tell the truth. When we are living in denial, we are lying to ourselves by choice. There's no room and no way to deal with our crud until we're ready to tell the truth. When you and I ignore God, we absolutely know we're doing it. It's not an accident. We know what we're doing. Jonah destroys his witness. When the men asked, what can we do to stop this? Jonah admitted this was all his fault and he told them, throw me overboard. But because Jonah had ruined his witness, and actually, you know, y'all, when we do this, we lead by example because of how we walk around so defeated and we don't walk in victory with God. Jonah led by example that God couldn't be trusted, AKA he's running away, <laughs> he's ignoring, he's not obeying. So the men didn't obey. They tried to row to shore instead. Everything that Jonah had stood for was discredited because he was running away from God instead of obeying God. The men that didn't believe in Jonah's God actually 
had to remind Jonah of his faith and belief in his God. When we live our lives on our own terms and we we refuse to obey or trust what Jesus is doing in all areas of our lives, we destroy our witness. Why would anyone follow Jesus and place their trust in Jesus when we won't? So let me ask you, what kind of witness are you? What kind of witness are you? Obedience doesn't always end the consequence. The men cried out to God and obeyed by throwing Jonah overboard. Then the storm stopped. But for Jonah, the trouble didn't stop. He had yet to obey God and had a long road ahead of him. Disobedience causes broken fellowship with God. If God seems far away, could it be that you've been disobedient? Okay, let me just say here, just because hard things are happening does not mean that we are in sin. Okay, I'm not saying when hard things are happening, you're in sin. But sometimes our lives can be really messed up because we're not obeying what God is telling us. It's not all about us people. There are consequences to sin always. The next thing is God provided a fish. (laughs) God sent a huge fish to swallow Jonah. He sat in the belly of the fish for three days. Can you imagine how bad that stunk? Oh my goodness. Sometimes the provision is not what we would have asked for. We talked about this last time with the Israelites. Oh, we want to be rescued, but sometimes God provides a fish instead of the carnival cruise ship. It was God's love for Jonah that sent that fish so that Jonah wouldn't drown before God had a chance to change Jonah's heart. Praise the Lord for the huge fishes that come from God. Praise has to come from the gut. It wasn't until Jonah was in the fish's guts that he began to praise. He had to cry out all that was in his heart. It's in the deepest parts, the hardest parts, the guts, that true praise comes forth. Let me say this again for someone listening. It's in those deepest parts, those ugly hard parts, the guts, that true praise comes forth. There's a difference when we are praising, when things are fine, everything's going well, they're going how we want them to. But the minute we are in the fish's guts of life, our praise is different. My prayer for myself is that I would always praise from the gut. Praise the Lord for the vomit. (laughs) God commanded the fish to vomit Jonah back onto dry land. Y'all, I hate to throw up. I'll do anything to not have to vomit. But it was that disgusting vomit that released Jonah to be free to do what God wanted him to do. In the most difficult, hard situations, God will use all of that yucky stuff to get us to where we need to be. It's not the popular answer here. Most people hate this, but the yucky stuff, I'll just talk from my own my own stuff, my abuse, my torture. No, God never wanted me to be hurt, but he did use it to change my life and change others' lives too. Like Alex, <laughs> like the guy who's writing to me. What about all those people that have been saved through this ministry? Should I say, sorry, not as important as me? Of course not. No, I didn't want any of that to happen. But when it did, God has not wasted any of my tears, y'all. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, he has never wasted those tears. Obedience is always right. Is God asking you to do something and you're flat out refusing to obey him? What's holding you back? What are you afraid of? 
So now that we've talked so much about running, (laughs) I was going to tell you not to run, quit running, but I'm going to change that up. If, if you're going to run, run to Jesus. You can trust him. There's nothing that he doesn't know about you already. The Bible says that when we place our trust in Jesus and believe in him, we will be saved. That's a promise, y'all. When we ask Jesus to forgive us, he does. What are you running from? Will you have the courage to run to Jesus and let him show you how much he loves you? Did you know that I help people with deal with their crud? <laughs> if you've been struggling and you need a cheerleader to give you a push in a different direction, I'd love to work with you. Message me at sonyabruner.com for details and pricing. If you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, that helps me to be able to do what I, what I do. Ministry takes money, and I want to help people as Jesus allows. So if you're interested, I'd love to visit with you about that. Deal with your crud, or your crud is going to deal with you. And if you're going to run, run to Jesus. I'm Sonia Bruner. This is Crud Talk. See you next time.